0: Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Szymanski. I'm your host, Stan Szymanski. Today is Wednesday, October 18th, 2023, and I have a tremendous show for you today. Neither Encouraging Angels, nor Stan Szymanski, nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of advice on this program. We do not offer financial advice. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer medical advice. We do not offer personal advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest. Folks, this affects everyone whether you're disabled or not, whether you're a caregiver or not, whether or not you're just a regular person trying to make it. Inflation is just persisting and getting worse. Interest rates are going up. I'm going to give you a little synopsis here, and then we're going to, going to prove our point with uh, third-party confirmations. Um You know, the 10-year Treasury is at 16-year highs. It's over, I think it was 484 at last look. Uh, The yield curve is still inverted, which means that the low rates, like for the one-year, the two-year, are lower than the 10-year. That's an inverted yield curve. And that always points to recession. Uh, But the government lies to you. The government has this office called the Office of Bureau of Labor Statistics, BLS, and they spend copious amounts of their time and efforts cobbling together a narrative to fit the uh, mission of the administration, any administration. I'm going to go back to an article at, yeah, at the end of my talk here uh, that I wrote in January about how manipulated the CPI is. You cannot believe it. I mean, people who are going to Walmart, they're pulling out receipts. I'm not going to play this whole video. I'm going to play part of the video to get the um, the take from the former um, head of operations of Walmart for, the, for four years. Uh, but they're comparing the, you know, same receipts from three years ago, and the prices are absolutely doubled. You know, that's 30% inflation a year, which is basically what Martin Armstrong, who who is, in my humble opinion, the best economist, you know, out there. Um, he said for 2022, for the things that matter, like energy, energy. Um, you know, like oil and gas and your heating bills and food um, and transportation, inflation was 32% last year. Earlier this year, he said, yes, inflation did cool off, but it's still running at 26%. I'm not sure about right now. That was probably two, three months ago. Uh, There's only one place where inflation comes from, and we're going to get to that. Only one, only one only one. And then we're going to hopefully have a uh, a solution for you at, at, to the extent that you can participate in it. So let's excuse the handling noise and the microphone. I only, only have one mic set up. Um, and so we're going to take a listen to, and I have this the whole video up on Encouraging Angels, uh, www.encouragingangels.org. Walmart CEO warns Americans will freak out this winter as prices continue to soar. This is from the Epic Economist who does a great job of putting together, you know, pictorial videos of current events. So let's take a listen again. uh, Forgive the handling noise in the mic. Consumers' willingness to spend is, for the first
1: time in over a decade, starting to buckle. Global macroeconomic issues, geopolitical issues, inflation, interest rates, you know, loan repayments. I mean, we've got that sort of pileup wears on the consumer and makes them wary. Americans are about to hit a breaking point, according to Walmart CEO. Soaring prices are severely impacting consumer spending habits, and the world's biggest retailer is worried about how this trend is going to affect its bottom line this fall and winter. Bill Simon, the head of U.S. operations for four years, revealed that for the first time in a decade, the company is seeing a significant slowdown in sales activity as consumers start to buckle. Overall, I think for the first time in a long time, There's a reason for the consumer to pause, he said. Consumption is the biggest driver of economic growth, but new data points to trouble ahead as most households in the country are spending less and feeling more stressed about their finances. Simon believes the US consumer is on the verge of folding due to an accumulation of pressures exacerbating people's money issues. During an interview with CNBC earlier this week, the executive pointed to a series of factors working together to squeeze Americans' purchasing power and forcing them to tighten their budgets even further. Those include inflation, high interest rates, and rising political tensions around the nation and the globe. That sort of pileup wears on the consumer and makes them wary, he noted. Given that consumer spending accounts for over two-thirds, or roughly 72% of gross domestic product, the deceleration is likely to deepen the downturn that we're already facing. Simon, who now serves on the board of directors for Darden Restaurants and Hannes Brands, also highlighted that after a long period of cheap money cut short by the Federal Reserve's rapid rate hikes this year, Americans seemingly lost their financial strength. If they keep digging deeper into their cash, their savings, and their credit, eventually they will hit a breaking point, the executive stressed.
0: Well, I think Americans have been at a breaking point for some time. And um, you are now seeing wars and rumors of wars, as the Bible states, that... um, is just convenient for a, uh, a nation whose currency could be on the edge of collapse. Uh, all fiat currencies in history, what does fiat mean? F-I-A-T? Fiat means, that is Latin for the term by decree. In other words, it only has value because they say it does. And in times past... You know, up until 1971, uh, the U.S. was on a gold standard, and then they could not afford that anymore. I'm going to shorten it here, shorten the explanation. And we went off the gold standard and started the petrodollar, where the U.S. struck a deal with the Saudis uh, so that the Saudis would uh, sell oil in return. They would get protection from the United States. And... um, they would make sure that all oil trade across the world was done only in U.S. dollars. That has kept, that and the U.S. military has kept uh, the dollar at preeminence. It has kept the dollar uh, as a told to be used in hegemony against the rest of the world and things like sanctions. But now, with the advent of the BRICS nations, B-R-I-C-S, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, and now 16 other countries have joined, most notably Saudi Arabia. So just as the Americans signing the deal with Saudi Arabia in, I believe that was 1973, uh, ushered in the petrodollar, The fact that Saudi Arabia has joined the BRICS nations in August, that is signaling the exit, the extinguishing of the petrodollar. Because no longer around the world do countries have to do business in the U.S. dollar. See, this kept nations, you know, they mandatorily had to keep a basket of US dollars on hand as dollar reserves so that they would have the ability to buy oil and, ha- and have their economies function. That is no longer the case. All, you know, so many countries now are doing do- uh, uh, oil, deals for oil and OTD other than dollar, whether it's Russia, India, China, um, you know, Brazil, you know, they're doing deals now, France, you know, in deals for, you know, liquid natural gas with China, you know, Brazil just, uh, you know, just issued a, uh, a bond. Let me make sure of that. I need to, uh, let me, while we're looking, I'm on a roll. Um, but um, let me go to this story. This story about, oh, it's, I'm sorry, it wasn't Brazil, it was Egypt. For, forgive me. Here, This is another nail in the coffin. This is a big one. Egypt issues Chinese yuan-denominated panda bonds for the first time getting lower rate than dollar-based debt. So, And this is from Market Markets Insider. So in other words, Egypt did not issue bonds issued in dollars. They issued bonds denominated in yuan, in Chinese currency, and it gave an interest rate less than if it was dollar denominated. Do you know what that means? That means that basically the market is saying that the the Chinese yuan is a better credit risk than the United States. Oh, yeah. My humble opinion is this, is that the United States is quickly... And I could say it's already there. Quickly becoming a junk bond. That the debt of the United States is nothing more than a junk bond. You know, if you want to know what a sham the rating agencies are, uh, whether it's Standard & Poor or Fitch or uh, uh, Moody's, just w- go back. And, if you haven't seen the big short movie came out in 2015, Brad Pitt, um, Steve Carell, really, really super movie telling the story of the, um, really the, the downfall, the global financial, uh, crisis caused by, um, all of the lies and manipulation surrounding the housing market, uh, It was just a sham, just a sham. So, and that, you know, we, we, we were not far from having the, the whole world implode. And it was after that, after 2008, that the BRICS had their first meeting. And so, uh, and on the 15th meeting, which was just happened just now, recently in August, of 2023, you had, you know, all these countries join the BRICS. That, this thing is real. The dollar is losing, I would say, has lost its status. Countries no longer have to do business in U.S. dollars. That is so profound because all of your Retirement funds for 99% of you are denominated in U.S. dollars. And so when the dollar craps out, you crap out. You've worked your whole life. If you're like in your 60s, you know, and you have accumulated and you expected that You look to people who are in their 80s and go, wow, they had a really a nice life and a nice retirement. And you think it's going to be that way for you. In my humble opinion, it's not. They are going to crater this thing with these interest rates going up and they're being persistent. The interest rates are a symptom of a weaker underpinning. Higher interest rates for a credit that means like a bond or a country or a corporation or a municipality means that the credit's no good it's becoming less and less good as it goes higher people think inflation comes from like the guy down the street who 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 raised the price of his vegetables or the car dealer who jacked up the price of his cars. Look at the price of those cars. It's unbelievable that you know the average car is thirty-five thousand, that a truck is sixty thousand. Inflation only comes from one place, my friends. And we're going to listen to Milton Friedman. Friedman. <laughs> Let me try that again. Milton Friedman. You know, one of the greatest economists that's ever lived. Again, forgive me for the handling noise. Let's take a listen.
2: Yes, sir. In a recent interview of U.S. News and World Report, uh, Secretary of the Treasury Blumenthal...
0: This is from 1978.
2: Uh, ...blamed our current rising inflation in a large part on our foreign trade and unions. He did, however, say that the government was little to blame. Would you like to comment on that? Yes. unfortunately it is one of the defects of our political system that we always put a secretary of the treasury and other high government officials into a position in which when they make public statements they are almost driven well what's the word i want to use i want to use a polite word equivocate secretary blumenthal knows as well as you and i do that inflation does not come from trade unions. That doesn't mean that trade unions aren't grasping. Of course, they are. But they don't produce inflation for one simple reason. They do not own a printing press on which you can turn out green pieces of paper. The only such printing press is in Washington. I say printing press. Of course, in the modern age, we do it in a more sophisticated way. We use bookkeepers and accountants and computers. But it comes down to the same thing. Inflation is made in Washington because only Washington can create money. And any other attribution to other groups of inflation is wrong. Consumers don't produce it. Producers don't produce it. The trade unions don't produce it. Foreign sheiks don't produce it. Oil imports don't produce it. What produces it? It's too much government spending and too much government creation of money and nothing else. Yes, sir.
0: Okay, that was Milton Friedman in 1978 at Kansas State University, and we thank uh, Liberty Penn who who posted that that video. Uh, you know, we claim as we did on do on the other uh, video with the Epic Economist that. Um, uh, the ability to use that um, in its short nature. Uh, inflation comes from one place. Inflation comes from one place, and that is the government. They are the ones with the printing press. They are the ones with monetary policy. Um, I don't have this pulled up, but it, just in the last few weeks, the last few weeks, and you can look this up, I'll leave this to you, is that the debt increased by uh, like a half a trillion dollars in a few weeks? You know, in the history of the United States of 250 years, our debt, our admitted debt, let's put it that way, and not the unfunded liabilities, you know, is 33, was roughly $33 trillion at the beginning of the year. It increased a, a half a trillion in a few weeks. This is accelerating and getting out of control. And as interest rates increase, the problem gets worse because the amount of debt service that they have to do to pay the interest on the bonds that they issue that no one is buying now increases. See, when you're a bad credit, when you're a junk bond, you must offer a higher interest rate to entice a potential investor to buy your credit, because people with sense buy good credits. People who pay their bills and who aren't on the uh, the cusp of bankruptcy aren't on the cusp of their currency losing all credibility who's buying us treasury bonds now i mean every week you turn around it's you know japan just unloaded billions from my understanding you know the the you know russia is completely devoid of course of any treasuries china has unloaded treasuries and you go on and on across the globe is that the participation in the U.S. Treasury market is markedly, markedly reduced. Again, I ask you, who's buying these bonds? When these bonds come due, the, you know, these countries are not rolling them over and buying more. They're letting letting them go, and they're, you know, doing other things with the money, like maybe paying for a war that they have to engage in. Uh and part part of the war is against the dollar the us dollar is teetering teetering again if people are going to be wiped out people who have worked their whole lives in america are going to be wiped out in my humble opinion what disabled folks go through when they end up spending you know, everything they have to take care of someone who just, you know, uh, encountered a catastrophic illness is what the average person will go through because of the collapse of the currency, in my humble opinion. And if there's an exchange of one nuke with America, because America is for pushing these wars, America's involved. Uh, you know, in what's going on all around the world. People are tired of it, just like the BRICS countries got tired of virtually having their economies ruined and destroyed because of the jackasses in Washington in 2008. That's why they started the BRICS. They're doing the same thing now with the realignment of the power structure of the world. The United States has completely crapped the bed, excuse my French. And everyone who's just an honest, hardworking person who tried to live their life well, you know, in the United States is going to pay for it because God's judgment is going to fall on this country for what America has done. You can't kill 60 million babies and not have God's judgment. Sorry about that, everybody who doesn't believe in God or doesn't trust Jesus. Sorry about that. You can't intervene and cause wars for bloodlust and blood sacrifice, whether it's Israel or Syria, Lebanon, you know, Iraq, Afghanistan. God's judgment will fall. And all these things are adding up right now. I wrote an article and published it on um, Encouraging Angels blog on January 13th of this year. Titled, The CPI Report is a Carefully Crafted False Narrative Created to Tranquilize and Rob a Public Ravaged by the Real inflation. Let me read some of this for you. Financial pundits. Okay, consumer price index for the month of December 2022 came in at an annualized rate of 6.5%. Again, that's December 2022. Financial pundits from all over the land lauded the fact that inflation has been slowing for six straight months and actually fell a tenth of a percent last month. What a bunch of horse hockey! The number that you see regarding the CPI is a very manipulated number. Manipulated to manage is the expectations of a public, in my humble opinion, as a psychological operation on the country. According to a report yesterday by CBS News, now again, remember that this was written in January 2023, Uh, with reporting by the Associated Press, quote, Another positive sign for the Fed's efforts to quell inflation is that Americans overall expect price increases to decline over the next few years. That is important because so-called inflation expectations can be self-fulfilling. If people expect prices to keep rising sharply, they will typically take steps like demanding higher pay that can perpetuate high inflation. Of course, the CBS article offered no support for their claim that Americans actually expect prices to decline over the next few years. This is a financial world example of propaganda. They just say it enough times through enough media outlets to influence the thinking of the populace. No matter how many attractive news answer, excuse me, no matter how many attractive news anchors tell you this story, it does not necessarily make it true. How do we know if the numbers that the New World Order news machine are close to reality or just a fairy tale? We need to look at a professional source of information that does not have an axe to grind about what the numbers are. He or she that just reports what the numbers are. One such source is Martin Armstrong at Armstrong Economics. In his recent blog post, Inflation and tricks of the trade, Mr. Armstrong asserts. Our inflation models came in at 32% for 2022. This does not indicate excuse me, this does not include things like paper clips to bring down the entire average. Then this number is the basic basic core inflation that consists of food, energy, and transportation. And goes on to say, the more things you throw in, the lower the inflation rate. The more you include, the lower the inflation rate. The object is to reduce government spending, which is indexed to the CPI. I'm going to jump down here and tell you about the Bureau of Labor Statistics the bls publishes the cpi-w urban wage earners and clerical workers and the cpi-u consumer price index for all urban consumer who, who who's month to month Fluctuations reflect changes in the prices faced by consumers. More specifically, the change in the indexes is the average change in the retail price of a market basket composed of more than 80,000 items purchased by consumers at outlets. For example, grocery stores and gasoline stations in 87 urban areas across the nation. So while Martin, unquote. So while Martin Armstrong makes sure that he doesn't count things like paper clips to influence his measure of inflation, the BLS, that's the Bureau of Labor Statistics, counts over 80,000 items in their calculation of inflation. Did you buy paper clips or scuba gear last month? Me either. Why count the things that people rarely, if ever, buy? And again, you can look up this article that I wrote. I'm proud of it, uh, proud of it, and hopefully in a godly way. Um, the CPI report is a carefully crafted false narrative. Look that up. Encouraging angels. Plus, the CPI report is a carefully crafted false narrative. Inflation is so much higher than they report. They're still counting the paper clips and the scuba gear in the numbers. Interest rates are rising. The interest rates are a symptom of worsening credit and conditions. A symptom of a lack of demand. Who's buying U.S. Treasury bonds? I'll tell you who the U.S. government. It's a snake eating its own tail. And uh, in, my, in my humble opinion, and this is my guesstimate, a guesstimate, is that since the rest of the world is no longer going to be funding the operations of the U.S. government through the purchase of treasury bonds, is that they will mandate that 401Ks and 403Bs and pensions, and et cetera, will have to buy U.S. treasuries for the, quote, safe offering, you know, inside their retirement plans. So previously, you know, you would have, you know, these conglomerations, this like, you know, you'd call it the safe account or the fixed account or something in your 401k offering, and it would be a conglomeration of things. Sure, there would be some treasuries in it, but also there would be, you know, commercial paper and corporate, short-term corporate bonds, et cetera. The government's going to mandate that it's treasuries and uh folks i don't see how they you know keep uh, a a stable $1 share price and things like that i really don't uh i've previously written i don't have it pulled up but you know um the thing that started the downhill uh in 2008 was that when a money market broke the buck, in other words, that share price of a dollar is pretty sacrosanct um, because they bought a lot of commercial paper because you want to, they try to, money markets historically, you know, have tried to pay as much as they can. And typically that would come from the corporate market, from, you know, short-term commercial paper, um, commercial paper, you know, but it has to be liquid too. So typically, it's thirty days or less. It can be, you know, up to a year. But um, when the corp, the um, commercial paper market froze up, and those issues were not giving prices, they couldn't price their money markets at a dollar. It it went below a dollar, and that's when the run. The run, you know, people would typically call something like this a run on the bank. What was really a run on the money market, and uh, they had to shut the markets down, right? They had to go in and step in and intervene. I'm not, I'm sorry, shutting the market down. Um, No, they didn't do that, but they had to step in and intervene because if they didn't, it would have been a, you know, a massacre what's going to stop at this time? I mean, back then, the U.S. had the credibility of the world. In other words, the whole world was trusting the U.S. dollar to hold up the economy of the world. That's why the BRICS have been... And, and they let them down. The um, you know The U.S. government, the Fed, let everybody down. And when they said that they needed to borrow, you know, $780 billion for this bailout or else we're going to, you know, the markets are going to freeze. In reality, it was something like $19 trillion. You know, Bill Holter, I remember, you know, you'd have to go way back on USA Watchdog, but I remember listening to Bill Holter probably 10 years ago, and I'm not sure exactly when it was, on USA Watchdog with Greg Hunter telling the story that Morgan Stanley was completely insolvent during that time. And the U.S. government took $7 trillion in treasuries and put them on the books of Morgan Stanley and then pushed interest rates down, inflated the value of the bonds, and put Morgan Stanley back in the black, or at least operational. That is some manipulation. You know, people. you want to talk about honest markets? Where are they? That's not honest. I mean, yeah, it kept everything from collapsing, but folks, <laughs> it's still a Potemkin village. It's still, you know, if you ever watched uh, Blazing Saddles and, uh, you know, they put up just facades of buildings, right, to, to fool the bad guys. That's what the market is. That's what the U.S. Treasury market is. So when it comes to you, so in other words, I'm trying to tell you that at least as far as a, <laughs> a significant amount of your holding, if you're holding fixed income and it's probably treasuries to me, you know, you're holding, a, you know, you're holding a hand grenade, you're holding. Uh, and again, I'm not giving anybody financial advice. I am not giving individual financial advice. Please consult your financial advisor, okay? This is my humble opinion. You're holding a big squishy turd in your hands and the whole the the harder you grip it, the worse it feels and you you start to understand what you own, what you have because it's squeezing through your fingers and it's starting to stench. The only thing that's going to help you investment-wise, in my humble opinion, again, I'm not giving financial advice, is precious metals. That's the only thing that's been money for 5,000 years. You know, when the US government prints a hundred dollar bill, it costs them about fourteen cents to print that thing. To pull an ounce of gold out of the ground, I mean it's probably twelve, fourteen hundred dollars because it takes manpower, labor, it takes you know, a corporation running, it takes equipment. It takes diesel, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There are real costs. So, you know, an ounce of gold is 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 a measure of stored energy, as opposed to the U.S. dollar that is no longer backed by gold like it was before 1971. It's not even backed by men with guns, really. That's what I mean. To me, I, I think that this is what the wars are about. This, because previously, for instance, like Saddam Hussein started trading oil, you know, in euros. They couldn't have that. They just used 9-11 as a, uh, you know, in the whole thing with weapons of mass destruction as a means to go after him, to stop the trading of oil in something other than dollar. A few years later, Muammar Gaddafi in Libya, an extremely oil-rich nation, was planning and had organized a Pan-African gold currency to trade oil, which would have made them, I mean, powerhouses. And the U.S. went in and destroyed Tripoli and, and Libya, and on television, put, you know, literally put a bayonet up the arse of Muammar Gaddafi. And Vladimir Putin said that he watched that repeatedly to rhyme, remind himself who he was dealing with. So when countries committed to sin, of wanting to trade oil in other than dollar they were dealt with but now the rest of the world has banded together you know and when and when the the US overthrew a duly elected Ukrainian government in 2014 in the maidan revolution with Victoria Nuland on the ground there Assistant Secretary of State at the time, I believe. Uh, they started the whole thing in Ukraine at that point. And um, then they, of course, lied to Russia during the Minsk agree- Agreement, where Russia, Ukraine, Germany, and France sat down and said, you know, so that and, and Russia was trying to negotiate for rights for the Russian speaking peoples of the Ukraine who lived in the east uh, side of the Ukraine. And um, they were supposed to give them rights. And, you know, they had cut off water, you know, et cetera, to those peoples. And uh, in 20, and, and they didn't do it. Um, and in 2022, Angela Merkel uh, stood up and said that the Minsk Agreement was nothing more than for the West to buy time to build an army to go against Vladimir Putin, and so when you know Russia starts its um, military exercise into the Ukraine because of what was going on, and of course they've, you know, it, it came out after all this started that you know that the United States had like 26 biological laboratories, you know, weaponized. You know, in the Ukraine, not to mention all, all the other armaments and build up, that they build up the Ukrainian army, etc. Um, but folks, they, they, they went after, they were going after Russia. And, and it came out also that, you know, the United States wants to carve up, and, and NATO and the New World Order, wants to carve Russia up into like 43 different uh, regions to split up the wealth, and you know, among the families of the New World Order, etc. But see, this loss of control by the U.S. and really, you know, the the handlers. You know, if you think that um, poopy pants Joe, um, stub your toe Joe on your bike, um, is really in control, this whole thing, you are. Uh, you know, there's a bridge that can be sold to you. Um, you know, but Russia did something very smart. Putin did something very smart after the sanctions, which which really hit the ruble, cut it in half in, a, in uh, I mean, a few weeks' time. Uh, they linked the ruble to gold, and the ruble went straight up and stabilized. And um, And then Russia started, you know, selling its oil. You know, yeah, the United States is still buying Russian oil, again, in my humble opinion. Um, it, it's just, you know, the, the oil gets sold to India first and then the U.S. buys the oil from India. You know, you, you know, who's who is Zoom, and it, we're immortal words of Aretha Franklin, who's zooming who? Folks, this war is about power you know in the united states is losing its power and that it is reflected in the stability of the dollar the price of the although the price is going up right now and it it's because there's huge demand for the dollar because of interest rates going up not because it's a good currency these countries who, who still own bonds you know they have to pay more interest if they're holding on to them and so it creates You know, more demand for dollars because the bond has to... The interest in the bond has to get paid back. It'll probably go up, 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 and then fishing line. You know, it goes straight into the water. In the immortal words of... uh, uh, Regarding some other things that Jim Sinclair said. Um... The whole balance of power in the world is changing if you can't see it. And let me go back and say for the average person, A, you know, this inflation thing, you had better make sure that you have food. My God, you won't be able to afford it. Or you, and you better prepare, prepare to be able to grow food. You know what I did? I know this is a simple thing, but I was coming back up the hill. And We didn't grow any corn this year. We, we did have a successful garden, but I didn't grow any corn and I am anticipating that next year I'm not sure how much food will be available anywhere Again look you know go to your Aldi's your, your grocery stores the the aisles are twice as wide as they used to be And they're doing that to hide the fact that they don't have the product that they used to have But I bought a dozen ears of corn Six AA, they're like super, I mean, this farm that's close to us, man, it, it's good corn. Half of it is for eating now. And the other six ears, I'm dry. you know, if you want to grow corn, you know, you, you have to save seeds. And the seeds, of course, come from uh, the ear of corn. And you can't just let them sit because they'll they'll mold and rot. So you have to dry them. So I'm drying them right now. You have to put a fan on them or put them into a breezeway where, you know, a breeze blows across it. So the air takes the moisture out of the corn and you end up with a nice dry kernel that you can put in the ground next year. So I'm working on that. And, you know, one ear of corn, you know, has roughly about 14 rows of seeds and there's about 50 kernels on each, you know, row. So that's, 700 seeds on one ear of corn you know we'll have we'll have corn seed that was successfully grown in this area with grown within you know a few miles of us you know to put in the ground next year i honestly believe that's where we're at when we come around next year buy food buy food buy food you know again I was in Costco last weekend. You could still buy 25 pounds of rice for 13 bucks. I mean, that's roughly 50, 55 cents a pound. You know, you know survival is a game of calories in the end. Um, you know, we've gone over a lot of stuff like that. You need water, water filtration, a way to collect and purify water. Folks, if there is an exchange of nukes, and America's involved because if America, you know, I, I covered this earlier in the week that, you know, Russia and Iran have basically said that if America gets involved in what's going on and we have two carrier groups, you know, steaming towards there, they're going to be there within a day or a few days. That. It's going to be on war is War is on it is world war 3 in my humble opinion i subscribe to bear independent on what well, not on youtube i watch it on youtube sometimes and i'm subscribed on patreon and he and bear uh, runs a a business called refuge medical that they sell things like gauze and boo boo kits and like tourniquets and all kind of stuff like that for medical use right and medical use for the average person as well um and there is no gauze. Did you know that? Like that that is a, a basic staple in medical supplies. There is no gauze. Like you you things are running out right underneath your chin and you can't see it. Like there's no gauze at McKesson. There's no gauze at Medline. I mean, it's like it's not there. I mean folks, everything is going to run out. In my humble opinion, consider using, you know, assets to buy real things. For you to especially to be able to eat and, and have water. Have access to water. Buy a rain barrel for crying out loud. Buy a rain barrel. And water filtration. You know, you might have to drink water that you previously only walked through. You know, your municipality has like five to nine stages that they, you know, put water through to purify it, to send, put it back in the crappy, you know, lead pipe to send it back to you. I'm, I'm making that up, lead pipe, but you know what I mean. Uh, what are you going to do? You better have water filtration, you know, considered. Food, water and a way to purify and collect water. Shelter. Energy. That's your solar generator, hopefully. uh, And uh, protection. And one of the best forms of protection is being where everyone isn't. Because when everybody starts clamoring for a limited or or unavailable resources locally, they're going to come to your house and start looking to see what you have. So... Things are going to get rough. But this thing, this whole thing about inflation, you know, the government lies to you, tells you that inflation is 3.7 when it's really 20%, whatever the number is. We'll have to wait for an, a new report from, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Armstrong. Um, the Walmart CEO, again, the title to that story was Walmart CEO warns Americans will freak out this winter as prices continue to soar. The real prices are up, way up. Folks, you know, protect yourself now. That's my humble opinion. I'm not giving anybody specific advice. Please consider supporting Encouraging Angels. You can give at the Donate tab at www.encouragingangels.org. Consider also Civil Defense Manual at civildefensemanual.com, written by Jack Lawson. Your government does not have a civil defense plan for you, except the FEMA camp, which is a roach motel that you will go into, in my humble opinion, go into and not come out of. That's my humble opinion. They'll tell you that food's there. They ain't going to bring it to you. Um, You investigate that yourself. But you can assemble a neighborhood protection team with the assistance of the information that's in Civil Defense Manual. You can get information on communications, night fighting, intelligence gathering, food, water, nuclear uh, survival skills, and more at CivilDefenseManual.com. It is uh, $100 for the two-volume set, 950 pages. In my humble opinion, it's worth it. This is the Encouraging Angels podcast. I'm Stan Szymanski, and I look forward to seeing you right here next time.